Welcome to this week's episode of the Nerd Chatter Podcast, where two nerds sit down and chit-chat about nerd news that we find throughout the week. I'm joined by my good buddy Garrett. My friend, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Missed you good. last week. Yeah. I mean, uh, as everybody knows now, I'm going to be running an esports program uh, for a local organization, and um, it's going to take up a lot of time, but I'm I'm grateful that you can continue the podcast when I'm not able to to join you so be good yeah i got lucky with uh at least somebody that can spare a couple saturdays a month to to talk to me <laughs> it's yeah. a little rough when you're talking by yourself and you're like you know it's a different pace different tone and all that stuff so yeah um you know we're gonna have you back whenever whenever we can we try to like actually schedule stuff especially when like big stuff like you know like like right now and or season finale you know some season premiere you know there's there's yeah. mando there's you know all kinds of stuff there's marvel stuff that's gonna be coming out and uh you know we're gonna be talking about Andor and some marvel content today uh, but first and foremost i typically go through the free games and heavily discounted games that are run across throughout the week uh, this one's actually fairly big in the discount category because we do have the steam autumn sale but uh, the big one and i mentioned it last week star wars squadrons is free on the epic game store until december 1st i'm sure that we can both agree that's pretty epic Yes, it is well worth it. I mean, even if it was still forty dollars, I would say mm -hmm. buy it. Yeah, um, it is a great game. Don't expect it to be like a full AAA title. Yeah, with you know a full story, it, it really doesn't have that. It's it does what it does really well, like mm -hmm. extremely well. So yeah, highly, highly, highly recommended. Yeah, I mean it's it is what it is. You know, it's it's a space fighter. You know, it's a yeah ride in the cockpit, get that feeling. You know, of of space battles and be a bomber you can be you know x-wing zipping around and, and dog fighting and all that stuff but it's it's got to be one of the best star wars games <laughs> squeezed out yeah. in the last like 10 15 years i mean i'm you know obviously we're talking about like top 10 by that point because there's so many but a uh, definite recommendation from both of us on that one epic game store until december 1st like i mentioned we have the steam autumn sale and that's going on until the 29th i think it started on the 22nd um nice. but i'm going to kind of rattle these off there's a couple dozen um, and I'll throw in the, the, the percentage at the at the end there, like how much it's off. But uh, Star Wars Skywalker Saga is 50% off. Jurassic Park Evolution is 60% uh, off. Um, Black Desert Online is 90% off. It's 99 cents. <laughs> I mean, if I, hey, I've gotten a lot of mileage out of Black Desert, and a buck yeah. is, is nothing. Um, Need for Speed Heat is 80% off. Uh, Red Dead Online is 50%. Uh, Chivalry 2 is also 50. That's a recommendation on my part. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 is 85% off. I mean, if you've played the first one, you've basically played the second one. I'm sure there's people out there that would get triggered by me saying that, but it basically felt the same. Uh, Cyberpunk uh, 2077 is 50% off. Satisfactory is 40% off, which is crazy. Typically, we've never seen that game lower than 20 bucks, but it's like 17 bucks right now, so our cup runneth over. Uh, FIFA 23, 40% off. 2K, uh, NBA 2K 23 is 55% off. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, is it because typically we pick it up when it's like 20 bucks, right? <laughs> that was yeah, our thing. We, we've picked up the old ones when they hit about 20 bucks, and yeah. we just go ham. Yeah, we go crazy. Uh, PGA 2K 23 is 35% off. Horizon Zero Dawn is 60% off. Uh, no Man's Sky is 50% off. Halo Master Chief Collection is 60. Uh, sea of Thieves is 50. Dying Light 2 is 50. Witcher 3 Game of the Year is 80, 80% off. Uh, Halo Infinite, the campaign is 50. Uh, Doom Eternal, 75. 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, 85% off. Far Cry 5 is 80% off. Uh, Arma 3 is 75% off. What up? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is 85% off. So, like, chump change on that. And I'm sure we yeah. both thoroughly recommend that one as well. And Fallen Order. That's another good one. Fallen Order, yeah. I mean, if you got... Um, if you have, like, Game Pass, like, Xbox Game Pass, even just... Is it PC, on there right now? Yeah, like, all these Star Wars games are on there. Okay, um, nice. Battlefront, you know, uh, Fallen Order. Um, um, not Skywalker Saga, obviously, because it's Lego, but... You know all the all the the juicy ones. Uh, even Squadrons is on there. Very good. Um, there's other games to mention too: Battlefield 2042, Plague Tale, Untitled Goose Game, City Skyline, Rainbow Six Siege, and like hundreds more. So uh, bring up your Steam, check some of the stuff out, and if uh, you know you heard any deals, take advantage because they're they're pretty juicy. Typically, you know these sales lately in the last like few years haven't haven't been impressing me at all. But uh, there's some juicy juicy stuff going on in this one. So. Uh, yeah. I do recommend till the 29th on that one. Like I said, we're going to talk about Andor. We're going to talk about, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. Um, I haven't put together a roundup because it's, it's kind of the same old stuff. Twitter info has been, or Twitter news has been kind of dying down a little bit. You got little tidbits here and there. And uh, there's some other things that I'll bring up our, our Twitter and kind of scan through to see at the end of the show. But Really, I think the big thing was the Andor season finale. That's the mm -hmm. one of one of two seasons. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which we'll talk after that. But uh, Andor, where are we at on that? What do you think? I I mean, okay. I, I, I've seen, I think I said this on the podcast before when... It was first announced. I was like, "Why? Why would they be? Why would they do that?" There. <laughs> I mean, Cassian was a he was a good character in Rogue One. I liked Rogue One, but it was just like, why would they have a show all about him? Yeah. And now I'm like, this is the thing that I I didn't know I needed, but that I needed <laughs> yeah. really yeah. bad. And um, I mean the the writing, the acting, um, the visuals have all been on point. Yeah. Obviously, it's not like you know, we're, we haven't gotten any, you know, crazy... Well, we did get a crazy space battle, actually. Yeah, we got um, a couple, it, juicy. It, But, you know, but it wasn't, you know, two massive fleets going at each other like we've seen in the last several um, yeah, the iterations. Explosions of, and lasers and the, the just craziness that's going on. Yeah, but as a whole, Andor is probably the best Star Wars that we've gotten since the original trilogy. Like, yeah, hot take. Yeah. Like, um, it shouldn't be a hot take, to be honest. <laughs> we'll talk no, about that after this, in, but you know, um, it's it's like, yeah, this is this is quality, even yeah. just for a TV show in general. This is quality, you know. Yeah, I was at my in-laws for Thanksgiving, and I was, um, some of them had not watched Andor yet, and I was just like, okay, so you guys all like Mando, like Mando is great, and it's a great content, but you know, you have a lot of cameos, you have a lot mm -hmm. of member berries coming in. Um, and it's good for like what you envision a action packed Star Wars show to be, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's satisfying and, or is just, it's so much more intense. It's when there's not action, it's all really meaningful leading up to something, um, really awesome. And the, the climaxes in the, the episode arcs are just so well done. Yeah. I I cannot speak highly enough of this show. 
Yeah, I mean, it's you, you, we'll talk about it, like I said in a little bit, the, the opinions circulating online, but really when it comes down to Andor as a show, it's just like solid, right? Like it, yeah. it understands that the, the end result of this story has already been told, so they don't need to get hung up on introducing these these pivotal characters and like all the background information for him and where they're you know what their journey is and when you you already know like where he's going what he's going to do and you're just kind of looking at how they're like building it together so right like yeah. you have a different angle to come at it and and if i mean i can see how people's opinions can vary based on whether or not they liked like rogue one like i wasn't a fan of rogue one just because it felt you know it kind of felt like a dud and you know, if somebody has those opinions and they, they just kind of associate that with the show, then, you know, you would go in with that, that predetermined, you know, notion that it's going to be the same, you know, or if you're expecting it to be some Mando, you know, cameo overload, then, you know, it's like, well, of course there's, you should see everybody. You should see all these people and see all these other storylines. Like, where's Vader? Like, he's around, you know, what's, what's going on with Palpy and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, all right, dude, like, just, just chill out for a second. Like these are short. I'm going to say short. They're not short. Obviously. I think what are that? What's the runtime for an episode? Like 50 um, minutes or 40 minutes or something. I think the shortest, there's only been one under 40 minutes. Mm. So, I mean, we're talking short stories, essentially. And yeah. they're, like we said before, they're told in three parts, you know, and then you got people formulating opinions after only watching like the first or two, you know, first two episodes. It's like you didn't even yeah. finish the first like little lump of episodes that you're supposed to watch. And like after those three, once you get like this world building aspect, you know, established, then it, it turns into something else, you know, and I've, I mean, I'm not going to start comparing, you know, apples to oranges here, but like breaking bad in that sense where it's a slow burn. It's, it's gradually kind of cranking up the heat, you know? And like over the time of, of watching this story unfold, like it gets, it gets more amped up and that's kind of how this show was, you know? And, uh, and just in, in general, it's, it's very impressive in regards to pulling out emotion and, and drama and all this stuff in a world that's typically known for just, you know, running gun and, you know, swinging laser swords and, and that type of thing, space battles. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think of the, the, the finale though, in particular? I mean, I, okay. So the, the whole finale, uh, it was a really solid buildup. Um, Cause I mean, the, the last arc was only two episodes, right? Yeah. And it it was just everything had led up to this moment, and you know there was the funeral or Marva's funeral, and that was so well done. I mean, they had uh, that suspense of, you know, the they're marching through the town. The empire's like freaking out because, you know, they only gave them a permit for forty people or something like that, and yeah. you know the whole town is coming and they're playing. You know, there's the drums and the little instruments that they have and. It's just so suspenseful. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I remember the, the music too, like the instruments and stuff like that. It's like yeah. when they were warming up their instruments, I was like, oh God, is it going to be some like space music that's like horrible? It's like, it doesn't, it's not, there's no tune or anything, but they were obviously just warming it up. So like the music yeah. was, was nice once they started playing, but I got a little scared there for a second. I think Andor has shown better than any other content outside of the original trilogy how scary the empire actually is yeah because like in in the original trilogy we have the empire 
scary on like a mythological mm-hmm. huge level you know we have the death star and we have these mythological beings in darth vader the emperor and luke skywalker you know duking it out in um you know that huge battle between good and evil and this has been like on a much more personal level that you know we, we are seeing faces of people in the empire yeah. um you know the day-to-day you know isb person and you know not the head of the isb or anything like that and uh i don't know if you notice almost all of the the true like the um the imperial troops that we see until the last episode are normal imperial foot soldiers and not stormtroopers yeah so you see their faces and i mean we see um a couple stormtroopers in the last episode and i mean when obi-wan kenobi says that imperial stormtroopers are really precise and then we don't see that in the whole original trilogy <laughs> i mean they, <laughs> yeah. the heroes have you know the the plot armor and um we don't see that here i mean there's the the dude that on is on like a what looks to be like a 50 caliber um yeah. big laser gun it's just mowing people down like he's hitting boom boom he's also boom. missing they were missing too and i was looking for it too i was like they're still gonna miss and they were missing but it was yeah, more of like 20 percent. they were still have they were still taking people out like constantly yeah and it was just it was so uh it was good just i mean relatively good to see the empire like so scary so i, I think that's a really good thing that the this show has done is it's brought the empire to a personal level and not just a a nebulous you Being, know yeah they're just a large entity. level yeah this definitely feels more i mean obviously the inspiration for the empire originally with george lucas was like the nazi party right so this yeah. is this is more of like um this is like the early before the war type you know uh, i don't say world building but just kind of that 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 period period of time like in germany essentially yeah um where the Nazis were taking over like their own country first, you know, and um, yeah, you just get that vibe. Like obviously they're widespread and they got they got their their uh, their fingers in every bit of business out there, you know. But it's like you get that feeling that it's like they're they're they are a little bit more intimidating because they're they're not opposed in any way, you know. They're they're sitting they're sitting pretty, and then you see in like the New Hope or a New Hope that there's kind of just like an established empire you know and that they're just yeah. there and that's kind of the the vibe you get which is kind of how these contractors operate with like uh the the you know palpy and the empire as a whole um mm-hmm. it is going to be interesting if they when they bring in thrawn i mean they're going to bring in thrawn obviously right i, I actually i don't know if they're going to bring in thrawn and on this um the the timing would be right for thrawn to exist um but i think he at least from other canon material, he's off dealing with the the rebels from the show rebels, so the Lothal rebel units, and doing other outer rim patrols. So we we might see that, but um, I mean we know Thrawn is going to be in the Ahsoka show, so he might just be a, like a member berry that they bring in season two, as like some side person where he's not a grand admiral yet or something mm-hmm. like that, but um. It would honestly surprise me if they bring him in. Um, however, some logical people for next season, I think that they'll bring in is uh, I think we will see Palpatine from a distance in the Senate chamber, but we won't see him up close. Um, 
and that will be like a, him bringing his full power into the Senate, and like that will be like one of the final things Mon Mothma like does before she dips. Yeah, I mean Rogue One just has that that reference, you know, just with the they're mining Kyber, aren't they? Yeah, they're mining Kyber, and, and there's there might be some type. Of, I mean, they're doing it for the Death Star, correct? Like they're, they're oh doing yeah, it that's to, yeah, yeah. And there we we did see that spoilers, you know. We and you and I talked about it like a month before, whatever, and I called it. It's like it's got to lead up to to like a, a yeah, Death the, Star cameo. Like these things have to be a part of the Death Star, and not just the Death Star. It's got to be the weapon, right? It's like that's yeah. the symbology is Andor himself was being forced to make the the weapon that kills him in the end, you know? Yeah. Well, in um, just so if people aren't following along, we're specifically talking about the the little, like, hex-looking things mm -hmm. that they build in the prison on Narkina 5. Yeah, and there was speculation online, like, oh, it's, uh, what is it, K2SO? Yeah, um, and, I oh, mean, it, there's no way it could have... Or be yeah. his arms, I was like, no, dude. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't no. look like, there's no way. And uh, my, my hypothesis, it was either some type of hyperdrive unit for the Death mm -hmm. Star or Star Destroyers, and you were practically spot on. Um, you sent me a picture of the inside of the, like the laser chamber of the Death Star, and yeah. he's like, "It's this," and I was just like, uh, "I don't know." I didn't and say the, it was this. I was like, "I'm trying to find in oh, this yeah, picture yeah, yeah. where those pieces are because it has to be this." Like, and then and yeah. then my other backup was another another popular theory out there was that it would be like. I don't know the the middle section of a probe droid, you know, and that's yeah. that's what they're they're manufacturing. But it was like, yeah, I think it's got to hit a little harder than that, right? And there, yeah. there's you got to think of it from like a a bougie writing perspective, and it would really be that whole like you know he was helping create what killed him, that yeah. whole just roundabout idea. Yeah, so. and it ended up being like the little connector units for all of the the dishes that build up the the main like solar dish that you know, help aim the the lasers. I mean, the original oh. design of, I mean, obviously the prop that was used to film the Death Star was not detailed enough to where you oh, would no. see something like that. So, I mean, they probably just pulled that out of thin air. Like, oh, well, we'll just make some, some mundane shape and then we'll use it to kind of like just, you know, we'll, we'll make that part of what creates the dish, you know? Um, I thought that imagery was really cool where, where it was being assembled and kind of like lowered in and stuff like that. Um, yeah. me personally though, like I kind of thought I had to go rewatch it, but I don't know that season finale, it was like maybe top five episodes of the season. It wasn't like the best. And I was hoping that it would be because typically, you know, a show that's doing it right. The season finale is like the hardest of the episodes, you know, but I think I'm. You know, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but that prison break scene was like that whole episode was was pretty. I, like, I think, sick. I think that is the peak of the season. It's so great. Like we have these guys pulling together, and we we see Keno Loy change and like become yeah. this badass dude. And then at the very end of that episode, it's host like it is heart wrenching. <laughs> yeah, I mean you don't like, know what happened, but. I mean, yeah, his but, his acting, you know, uh, Andy Serkis is he's like a boss, a true G, <laughs> just in yeah. acting in general. And I was rewatching uh, the Batman, which I still recommend. You know, um, mm -hmm. his 
his performance in that is i mean i don't like him as an alfred like i just don't think he he matches anything that alfred is supposed to be um but him as like a, a character and just how he's written and uh, the way he way he speaks um it's really good you know what i mean and then you see him yeah. here and it's a completely different vibe um but you get a lot from just kind of like the 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 character breakdown over those episodes and and then him you know essentially when he responds with how many guards and and, and that that type of thing you know he's he's been thinking about that you know it's yeah. not it's not a new thought in his head he's been he's always thought about you know what it would take although he he stayed in line like you know so i like the development of that character just in the season in general he's probably like my favorite part of the show uh, yeah luthan is is also is also a super good character what do you think about that star fight uh, that that ship the the ship fight with the what was that so, ship that came in uh, i know it's an actual um ship in in star wars lore right his ship specifically no the the imperial oh yeah 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 that the 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 one with the big di um like satellite dishes yeah on the it. dishes so that was actually um it had not been officially put into canon however it was a an, one of the initial drawings for star destroyers mm. like way way back in the day i know um, it has like a like a your typical you know your typical star wars name um it's a cantwell class star destroyer a what cantwell class star destroyer mm. yeah and cantwell was the name of the artist that um created the the art for that i made that the concept yeah yeah super cool i like the whole just releasing the it looked like just needles you know i mean yeah but i mean they were like they were moving <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the the tractor beam you know like that i guess yeah. i'm sure somebody at one point would, would have thought like if you really wanted to like you know damage it wouldn't the tractor beam be like a perfect way to just like but then you get the whole sci-fi mindset where it's like well they probably got you know ways around that but in this particular case it's just an exposed satellite at the front of the ship you know and it's like oh yeah those things are gonna just melt that thing and sure enough yeah. it did and i i like the 30 second space you know battle that that went on between the four mm -hmm. i guess it was two bombers and two uh tie fighters it looked like or yeah there bomber. may have been three um tie just fighters and then one bomber i saw but yeah it's um, uh it was clean it was just yes. it's exactly what you needed it wasn't too much the suspense and the way that that vibe was feeling when you sit in the cockpit and he's flipping switches and all that you know yeah you just well, got and, that feeling that it's like oh shit's about to go down dude yeah well then um i don't know if you realize this but uh, at the beginning of the show when cassian first gets on that ship and he's like, this has, a, you know, whatever hyperdrive in it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've never been on one of these with this type of hyperdrive. And Luthen was like, you know, expect surprises. <laughs> and I am almost positive that ship is powered by Kyber. Oh. And that would, that would also explain the big old lasers that are just like lightsaber-esque yeah. that yeah. come out of the side of that ship and just rip those two tie fighters straight apart couldn't he have just done a super amount of damage to like the undercarriage of the of the the interceptor you know like the oh probably just absolutely chop that thing in half but yeah he did it to, to meticulously and perfectly hit those tie fighters i was like yeah <laughs> it's like, i don't know maybe if like three lasers came out you know and they were kind of like spread out 
then it'd be a little bit more believable. Well, like, I don't think he's that good. <laughs> well, I don't think he's that good, but I think the ship's that good. I don't know if you've, like, so it had that, the ship has that little, it looks like a... The AI, a, yeah, the Yeah, it, it looks like it has an AI built into it as well. Yeah. Um, so that, if the, I mean, I mean, it would essentially be a droid just built into it, but if the droid was putting in those specific calculations that makes sense yeah it makes sense i don't know i just thought that whole and then just the feeling you get of him standing there in the uh you know on the on the deck just staring at nothingness well i guess it was a beautiful view of a planet but you know it's just gone the sh ship is gone like what like what just happened you know and yeah obviously that's the buy that they were going for and all that but the way it was delivered was like satisfying yeah uh, so i really dug that um I don't know. Like I said, I just don't. I don't consider the finale to be like the best episode of the series so far, uh, which is always a bummer. It's not the first time I've had that happen with the show, you know. Obviously, um, but in like I was saying, I think it's it was satisfying. It obviously, wasn't the best episode. I think the prison break was mm -hmm. the best. However, I think it was still satisfying for the season finale. Yeah, it was enough, and, and yeah. It kind of just it left me like mellowed, you know. It didn't it didn't have that like you always got the 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 cliffhanger aspect yeah. of these multi season shows and series and stuff like that where they want to make sure that you come back. Um, yeah, you know the cliffhanger with Mando season one was a season one or two, two. Yeah, it was was pretty. Um, it was pretty strong. You know what I mean? Like it was you you definitely wanted to see what was going to happen next and like they kind of they kind of blew that when, when they jammed him into boba fett but yeah you know i mean at the same time it's like you gotta you know it's like okay it's over fine i know now i know <laughs> you know yeah. like, but you want that feeling to carry over into the next season and then have it unfold in your in your show yeah. you know like like you're supposed to but yeah i mean we're spinning our wheels on this i mean obviously yeah. we think it's good and you know we we want people to watch it um I think ideally we were going to speak mostly about the stupid ass opinions online <laughs> that are circulating about this show. Yes. Uh, I think so, overall though, I mean, if, if you haven't seen the first season, you should. And if, you know, uh, if you saw the season finale, you know, let us, let us know what you think in the uh, comments. That'd be interesting. But uh, really you got a, you got some very weird and lazy opinions floating around out there. What do you got to say about some of that business? Yeah, so there's a you know a small handful of uh, YouTubers out there, um, content creators, whatever, that have uh, very specific opinions on um, Andor. They are, I mean, they had a uh, a live stream bricks and together. screws and shit. It's just bricks and no, no, screws. No, I want to <laughs> talk what about he's the, talking about it. I, I want to talk about the first one a couple weeks ago. So the, this one of these particular dudes. Um, said that he wasn't liking Andor and that um, he'd rather get a General Grievous show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, and it was just like, are, are you what kidding are you me? Doing? Like, What are you doing with yourself? Like, what is and that? he wanted it to be a detective show with General Grievous being the detective. And it was oh, just like, how, how, how does that make sense? That there, there is no possible way that anyone except to like, two people want that <laughs> and then you and then you see a slew of people in the comments like justifying it and be like no it could totally be done 
you know, with like with with good writing and blah blah blah. Then they show like pictures of like the race before the, he was all jacked up and stuff, and like they could totally do something like this or something like this and have like a Native American yeah. type like like swing on it, and they could do this and they could do this, and it'd be like, oh, oh my god, what is going on right yeah. now? Who who well, like and- oh dude, this is why social media was a mistake, like for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I I jokingly sent to you. The, you know, General Grievous is only good for one thing, and that's the meme where it's, this is the fine addition to my collection as he's grabbing a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, that's, like, the only thing he's good for is memes. It wasn't intended to be some, like, super deep character. It was something that George put into the movie to push the plot and put our, our heroes somewhere. You yeah. know, doing something, fighting someone. And that's all that needed to happen because the point of it was to save Palpy. You know, and and once that was done, then they could. Well, and it couldn't be Dooku anymore. Yeah, I mean, literally, it couldn't be Dooku anymore. <laughs> um, you know, so I mean, they just need to 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 move on. And Grievous is not the the solution to Star Wars' issues. You know, like no, the 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 issue that Star Wars has is that it's written itself into a corner, um, to where it, it was having a difficult time expanding outside of the Skywalker saga. So the solution to that is to do things just enough different, you know, little by little to where you can, you can get a little bit of wiggle space, you know, and actually be able to tell different stories. Cause you know, I mean, you deprive people of, of the laser swords and pew cannons. And then, you know, you five years from now, they're jumping back to the old Republic and then it's, it's tenfold, you know, what you're used to, you know? Yeah. the crazy like lightsaber battles, you know, like the, the real, real, real good stuff, you know, but Mm -hmm. as of right now to tell different stories and get people's, um, you know, minds out of that, that traditional star Wars mindset is to have something like this, where it's a suspenseful slow burn, um, where you don't need to speculate on where the story will end. Uh, you can simply just sit there and enjoy, you know, this, this drama really, um, they're, very few i mean yeah there's obviously we had a lot of pew cannons going off in that season finale for sure um but really it's like the characters the dialogue the 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 same thing that this one of these individuals mentioned in a more recent you know uh, i guess it was his his series finale uh, review, which seemed to be like the laziest thing i've ever heard (laughs) it was so what was it he was talking about um how everything about the show is great except the fact that the guns look like real guns and you know there were bricks in the show or some shit right? yeah well in the case okay, so let me, uh, let's just talk about this all star wars guns have been <laughs> modeled after real guns with yes. some additional tweaks which is exactly what they did in andor yeah and yeah. you know it is what it is and the, the the key part here is it's star wars they did update it and honestly who cares if it's it looks exactly like an AK-74. People that need, like, small things to bitch about. <laughs> the ones that are the loudest on social media and just, like, won't shut up. Those people. Those are the yeah. ones. Well, in, um, just in general, like, the so, like, this dude, I mean, he's just, like, nitpicking stuff. Yeah. And, and then, and he, like, you're ta- getting, or starting to allude to, in the, his final review, it was like, yeah, I don't think bricks should be in Star Wars, and I saw screws somewhere, and it threw me out of the moment, so I don't like it. <laughs> and it was just like, 
earlier, you know, a couple weeks ago, the dude was like, I don't like Andor at all. I think the writing sucks. I think everything sucks about the show. And then he was like, I like the writing. I like the acting. And and now he, like, flipped a switch and he's like, oh, I, but I can't like it because there's bricks and there's screws. I heard visible. some speculation like, as to just because he was with the other guy, like, it was like some paired up podcast whatever yeah they and... they do a, a a specific podcast together well it's youtube show or whatever and um the one that is um not sp specifically a star wars dude um has some v he has crazy opinions um he was like, the one with he the dude flip flops. With the, he was the one with the grievous idea, right? Yes, he was the, the the grievous idea dude. But he he flip flops on stuff all of the time. Like uh, I I used to okay. Total transparency here. I used to subscribe to both of their YouTube channels and when the the sequels were coming out, you know, I, at first they both talked crap about um the the last Jedi and then uh, Return or the whatever Skywalker it is, Rise of Skywalker. And then they've both changed their tunes. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, you flip flopped on that. Now you flip flopped on Andor, but in a weird way. And it's just like, keep your story straight. Like, it's okay yeah. to have different opinions and it's okay to not like something. And you just say, hey, this wasn't for me. Cool. Yeah, this wasn't Great. for me. However, I can appreciate yada, 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 yada. Exactly. Um, so here's my thing. And we, we talked about it before the show is like, you know, you're under the slight impression that like the guy's just like lost it or something and he just he doesn't know what he's what he's even like you know saying anymore yeah my that... opinion is that he's your typical content creator who has cornered himself uh, he does not like star wars anymore he just doesn't and it's derived from something that is outside of the films and the original films in particular I think uh, this this particular YouTube. If you want to know who we're talking about, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna say the names because it's just like you know, we can get shit on by thousands of people. But uh, I'm just sure if just type in Star Wars bricks and screws and <laughs> you'll, yeah, you'll see the memes Google and that, you'll yeah. figure it out. No, they'll take you right to the video that we're talking about. It's it's all yeah. it's all that you need to see and and really it's it. You can tell that the opinions are coming from somebody who genuinely does not like what they do anymore. Um, I know that at one point this person had like a short film that they were making some fanfic and, um, I mean, I didn't see, I think I did actually at one point, but you know, he got, he got swatted by Disney because duh, of course, like they don't care if you're the biggest fan, like you're not putting that out. Uh, welcome to the real world. Hello. Like just, just get off of it just because you're yeah. a super fan and you know, you, you think you're entitled to this or that, like you're not just going to be given what you want. So he's been really pouty uh, ever since. And, and as a content creator, um, I think he, he flipped at that point to where he, he went more vindictive and it's like, okay, well then I'm going to give my real opinions and his real opinions are actually a little bit more anal than they really need to be. You know what I mean? And, um, it really comes down to the fact that he just truly does not like Star Wars or the people that are running Star Wars now. Yeah. Um, and well, me, it's like, you know, I just didn't like the fact that they gave, they, they teed up this ball. It was easiest hit in, in Star Wars history. And they hand it to somebody who, you know, it's, it's a kid who, who just wanted to 
you know, like I think I, the analogy we, we did on our, our Patreon thing was like, it's just that kid that likes to rip off the arms and legs and heads of your toys and then swap them with other bodies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when they're done with it, they just leave them there and, and run off and off to go do something else, you know, and you're left there with the mess. That was Ryan Johnson with The Last Jedi. So it was like, you know, like that's why I didn't like it. Uh, the third film was like a joke. Um, and then it was over. And then Mando came out. It's like, all right, all right, all right. And then Boba came out. It's like, all right, dude. <laughs> you know, like, I right, chill out. And then this comes out to where it's like, okay, so we're, we're hit and miss. But Andor in itself is it's all practical effects. There's a little bit of CGI, but just, just what you need. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, they did use the volume for a. A I think it was very like select few, one things. or two days. I think they spent there like in total yeah. or something. And you know, it's, it's certain things like, you know, the cockpit and like the, the, um, some of the stuff where you need to put people in this grand yeah. expansive area and, and can't build that set physically because it would just be crazy. Yep. Um, but the other thing I think with this particular YouTuber, when the season finale for Mandalorian season two came out, and I think this is when, Shortly after this is when I unsubscribed from both of their channels. He live streamed his like first watch through mm. of that, and he like blubber cried the whole way through, which is fine. It like isn't. that, I hate that. It. <laughs> well, it really okay. isn't. Grow up, bro. Like Jesus, stop. I'm just saying, no. like, if you're getting that you, emotional, then your your opinion is going to be skewed too easily because all yeah. it takes is a fucking brick. To completely ruin your opinion on it because it didn't make you cry. It didn't make yeah. you draw out these deep emotions and thoughts well, about and this and this and this. It's like yeah. it is a show. It is a yeah. product of a storyteller, an artist who wants to tell you a story. So sit there and just appreciate the story being told. You know, like yeah. I think that well, when these what people, what I'm saying though is. Um... It is okay to have emotions when you watch something. Yeah, you can shed a tear. Like that is the that is the point of yeah. like a lot of filmmaking and storytelling is to have people feel emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And but but however, it's not based on beautiful storytelling and imagery and a message that the that the director or writer wanted to get to that viewer. He's yeah. blubbering like a baby because. Pew cannons, lightsabers, and Luke Skywalker. Like, oh my god, like, red one, you know, like, oh, oh, oh." like, it's all this, it's member berry bullshit that completely brings up all these emotions. It's not based on anything genuine. It's it's literally, like, childish. You know what I mean? So, I just think that, that the person's headspace is is in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. By this well, point, they don't like Star Wars. They like the money they get from the YouTube channel that yeah. they're forced to make because literally cannot make anything else. And yeah, and that that their YouTube channel is resentment. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think that's when it stemmed for because or stemmed from is in the that end of 2020 because all of his content went from mostly positive and with like actual criticism Mm -hmm. to slowly going off the deep end to where he's at now complaining about bricks and screws (laughs) and not having a general grievous completely lazy like you watch it and it's just so lazy it's like just go to sleep bro Just turn off your your stream and go to sleep. Like, just get some rest. Come back the next day with some enthusiasm. You know, it's it's a joke. So, I mean, you know, my my opinion is the guy just you know, 
just hang it up, dude. Like, if you don't like Star Wars anymore, then don't have a Star Wars YouTube channel. Like, it's just that simple. If you want to, yeah. if you want to complain about it, then that make that your 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 image. But don't try to feign this fanhood for something that you loathe. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's really where where it's at. And I'm gonna leave it there too. I don't want to dwell on it. But you guys can check out the 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 video. Not gonna post in the description. But all you can do is Google Star Wars bricks and screws, and you'll you'll see some of the, the stupidest discussion that you can possibly get about some of the, the best star wars that we've gotten in in decades and that's true you know that is genuine like it mando's in there you know it doesn't mean that it's the only good thing that we've gotten since uh, you know the ot but really truly it's it's handled with care and like respect and it, it should be appreciated and shown respect and and to to dismiss it and all the hard work and effort just because you got your personal hangups is like completely stupid, dude. Now I'm super judgy about Star Wars. Can we agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're definitely super judgy. <laughs> yeah, and, like they got they got some work to do to like get me. Impressed. Oh, totally. And and here's the thing, everybody's entitled to their own personal thoughts and feelings, and like that's just how people need to be. However, if you're gonna be stupid about it and not and just say stupid crap all the time just to stay stupid crap like yeah. just say it wasn't for me and move on like yeah you're lining yourself up for for a whole lot of 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 cannon fodder when it comes to just having a channel that is supposed to be about loving and appreciating star wars and everything star wars and then completely dumping on on something uh that took this much effort and time and talent to just have content by that point it's like all right dude, give it a, give it a rest so uh we'll leave it there you know yeah. uh, like we said do your due diligence but uh you know it's it's pretty embarrassing if you if you haven't seen andor 100 percent, don't listen to anybody's opinion just watch it sit through it you know like like it's half hour to an hour of the episodes uh, if you can watch them in three parts um, yeah and then just just get through it and see see what you think by the end of it uh, and it might make you want to go see uh, Rogue One again, like it did me. Uh, so the next one here, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. We'll talk about this briefly because we are running a little bit late. Uh, probably edit it down a little bit. But, you know, I watched it last night or yesterday, actually, with the wife while the baby was, was napping. And then uh, again this morning while I was preparing for the show. Uh, you watched it with your wife, right? Yeah, I watched it last night with my wife. It was mm-hmm. um, talk about another solid hit for Marvel. Mm-hmm. The special um, presentations are doing well. Yes. I don't know what they're doing differently for these. If they're just like allowing themselves to do fun and or weird things, mm-hmm. but I am totally down with them continuing that pattern. Yeah. I mean, on our, on our Halloween special, we talked about, um, werewolf by night and his, his place in the MCU, you know, and what it could be. And, and just in Marvel in general and who he rubbed shoulders with in the, in the comics and, these other smaller stories, you know, it's like, I love Cosmo, right? <laughs> like everybody loves Cosmo. <laughs> I love Cosmo. Um, they made changes and stuff like that. And this one in particular takes place, I think after it's like after they drop off Thor and in, in love and thunder, like once they dip, like that's where they go. So like, that's, that's where the story picks up. And then it's going to be between there and uh, guardians three when that pops up. Um, and with, this, I mean, what are they? They bought nowhere, right? I think that's what they said. Yeah. They bought nowhere yeah, from from uh, the collector. Yeah, um, they, they had to repair it, and and so they own that now, um, which is interesting. So it it allows for a confined set. It's what it was. It's a very confined set, uh, like a backlot type of set, and 
there's a lot of people commenting on how cheap it looked and yada yada it's like yeah i think you're using what you, you know what you can you know and and you're not trying to blow out the budget i know that they filmed this they it was written well before you know any of like the werewolf by night or anything like that it's like mm-hmm. people are trying to speculate on on like uh, spoilers for black panther wakanda forever and then james gunn responding because he does that a lot on on twitter uh, like no, this was written like years before Wakanda Forever, uh, so no spoilers. And people are like, "What do the what do the in credit scene mean?" And he's like, "Just funny, <laughs> like just just a joke, you know." Um, but at the same time, the line in there in particular is like, "Oh, we got to do another special." Um, but he has explicitly said Guardians Three is the last thing he's going to do. Yeah. With I mean, he he can he's in a four year lockdown with with DC so. Uh, Guardians 3 is literally the last thing he can do for for Marvel, uh, but he also threw in that it would be a, a different crew if anything were to happen. So you're you are going to have the finale for all these characters, but you know it it was it was a passion project. And there's there's rumors out there that there was a Christmas special that uh, Ryan Reynolds had done with Deadpool as well. So in the well, future you might get something like that. Well, he has the story built for that. He's publicly said that and that he wants to do it with marvel yeah i mean that would be forward. funny <laughs> that'd i be mean so that'd funny. be great yeah um i think in in general though like what do you think about the holiday special you know i thought i didn't know what i was getting in for i i just my my wife was you know kind of hesitating at first and i was like well it's a special presentation like werewolf by night was and she's like okay i'll give it a shot and i think she was thinking it was like okay this is gonna be like star wars Mm-hmm. Uh, holiday special and just be really dumb and hokey and like almost unwatchable but we literally just had a good time watching it we yeah. laughed practically the whole time um there's just i love drax humor <laughs> and um like drax was on point the whole whole time mantis finally getting some some screen time and dialogue yeah yeah so. it, like in the the banter between them was really good um yeah you know, I, I think la- was it last night I said that it was funny and just really well paced, and I I I woke up feeling that well like it, it was just a it was like a nice confined little tight story. You know, it's like yeah. you go from and you think that there would be more story to tell, but no, it jumps straight to you know the the party starting. You know, so they 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 cut all the all the fat out and they just kind of went for the meat you know and um yeah i think that was the highlight of that movie was the fact that mantis got kind of front row and center and uh pulled it off very well you know no 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 hidden imagery no hidden easter eggs i mean you got cosmo which i mean is an easter egg pull from uh previous guardian movies you know locked up it was a different dog but um you know locked up in the in the uh the chambers or whatever and, and and one of the collector's prizes but uh, cosmo is a character from the comic books it's a cosmonaut dog that gets lost in space and is like hyper intelligent i forget what the the backstory is about you know making or receiving the voice box but uh did it kind of sound like they they changed the voice because you'd have this brooding russian you know hello comrade like that type of voice for cosmo typically um but this was kind of like couldn't tell if it was female or male. You couldn't tell how old. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, 
It, it definitely was like an an old voice. It was, I don't know. Young. Very yeah, young. Younger. It was either a young or a female voice, and uh, which is fine, you know, but um, at the same time, it was kind of like giggly and... and you don't get that. He was somewhat of kind of like a like a menacing dog character where it's like you're supposed to get that like like oh look at it, it's a cute little dog and then it's like a rocket raccoon type of type of mm-hmm. deal which I also found to be like the funniest line in there where Kevin Bacon pops out and he's like relax buddy we're not going to hurt you and then he's like that's a talking raccoon he's like I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he like lunges at him like he's about to rip him to shreds like just that type of humor it's very james gunn uh, i think in general for me though with the show um i appreciate it it's gonna be like an every like everybody says online it's gonna be one of those like every year right now i got a new movie um solid solid as always james gunn just appreciating music and what it does for for tone and, and the setting you know so uh yeah. thoroughly recommend it on on my part i can't really consider anything negative about it to be honest um it's funnier than than your typical marvel anything yeah uh, but at the same time it, it has a lot of emotion too in there you know not trying to be all corny but you know there's a lot of there's a lot of of sentimentality going on with with the characters and not going to spoil it but um you know it takes it it's the thing with james gunn is he understands whatever assignment is given to him and that's what yeah. i'm getting from this is that when he moves to dc to your your you know your snyder verse uh you know doom and gloomers this is an atrocity you know this is so far from what they want for for dc um but then you look at like brightburn you know i think that's the name of the the movie he made that with his brothers and stuff but they he has an appreciation for a wide variety of of genres and and methods of storytelling you know and um you got to understand that all these songs and stuff that they're cramming into DC that make it feel really weird. Black Adam was the worst. Oh my God. Black Adam was super bad when it came to like choosing the wrong songs. We know about with suicide squad. They did that. They're doing all that because of James Gunn and like what he did. They wanted to rip off that style. Um, but now they don't have to, they got him to, to actually do it themselves, you know, and they're going to be a lot more, well-rounded in terms of the storytelling you're gonna have the music hitting on point you're gonna have the humor being like you know just where what it needs to be you know he knows that it's not a marvel product uh and 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 when you're applying this type of humor to like superman or whatever it's gonna have to be situational it's gonna have to be uh specific and kind of you know you sparingly and and i think he's gonna be able to do that so i just see james gunn as a director you know, somebody who is adaptable uh, and understands that you can't just take your own personal brush and slather everything in it, you know, like a um, like a Tim Burton or like yeah. a uh, Zack Snyder or like a Michael Bay. You know, you can't just be that same director. Uh, if you are, you got to be like, uh, I forget what his name is, but your your Spider-Man director, you know, the one where you don't care who directs. It's just a, a, a director for hire who gets a job done and does it well and you're not distracted by camera angles and slow motion and and bad music selection and all this other crap that that is a byproduct of trying to steal somebody else's style so they have james gunn i'm super confident that he's going to know what to do with dc and and personally 
the more I see of just stuff that he makes is, is, is reassuring and it gets me stoked for like what those, what those films are going to be. So, uh, that's my opinion. Um, and you know, I, one thing that I was, I was going to say, I was surprised with all the, the Christmas imagery. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you don't see that very often at all. Like, and then in something big like this, it was like, Oh, like they did Merry Christmas and happy holidays at the end of this film. And, and up until now, it's felt like that's been kind of demonized. Like you can't say it can't be like a big budget deal. It has to be some like Hallmark special that you dump, you know, um, that by, by specifically targeting Christmas, you're neglecting other like religions and stuff. But, you know, I'm not Catholic. I'm not, I, I didn't come out of there Catholic or, or religious. Um, but I still appreciate the imagery and the respects that's associated with it. You yeah. can, you know, there's, there's a reason that you're celebrating this holiday. And if you're not going to, you know, you're just going to pass out gifts and not care, then that's one thing. But uh, I like to see that, that Christmas imagery and in, in media and stuff like that. So I was impressed with, uh, kind of the balls with James Gunn on that one, to be honest, because <laughs> typically you get flack and, and the reaction has been pretty non-existent towards that whole deal. So hopefully we get, we get more Christmas movies again, you know, actual Christmas movies. Yeah. And just on that vein, I'm all for getting all of the other flavors of like holiday season, holiday mm-hmm. movies and stuff. But you're right. It was nice to have that because it's been, um, I, you know, neglected uh, for all of the reasons for so long mm-hmm. um, to have, you know, Marvel come out and do a Christmas movie was, it was nice. I mean, I, I knew it was good when my, my wife, cause she was like laying kind of with like turned away from the, 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 the TV and was like on her phone and stuff. And then within like five minutes or whatever, she had relocated to actually facing the TV and, and watching it. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's good. <laughs> and you know, yeah, it was the same thing laughing and, and all the jokes and gags and stuff like that. And you kind of go into it expecting like, that's what it's going to be. And uh, it was mm-hmm. so. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Do you recommend it? And do you recommend it? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it, an easy, I mean, it's a 45 minute watch where you, it's, it's just fun. Yeah. And it's just a fun watch. Yeah. I, if, I mean, if people are anti Christmas, it may be a pass, but at least give it a shot. Yeah. They're aliens. They don't even know what Christmas is. It's literally the song. They're just, they're doing it because it makes somebody happy. And that's really why you celebrate it to begin with, right? Oh, it's yeah. Like just sharing the love, and, and it's not about the gifts. That's why Groot's handing out sculptures, just like me, by the way. I do that same thing. Um, a little more a little more different. They're a little different. <laughs> the quality <laughs> comes out a little different, you know. But I, I, I feel that same way where it's like that's that's tenfold the gift because of how much time, effort, and, and, and you know, just there's like love there when you're crafting something with your hands for somebody specifically, you know, and yeah, uh, it's different, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole different vibe. So, um, no, you know, I give it, totally give it a shot. Agree. If you don't, well, if you don't like Christmas then whatever, man, you like, like guardians. Cause it's some of the best, like guardians writing that's, that's been yes. done. Well. well, and just, I want to, I want to say this, uh, Groot is looking pretty swole. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of it actually. He kind of looks I, I mean, just like somebody in a suit. You know what I mean? Like, I see him at Disneyland. He definitely looked like that, but it was just like, like we're we're gonna we're getting what we expect from Groot soon. Yeah, like he's yeah. building back up. He's not just this little itty twig anymore. Yeah, he's all he's all yoked. Um, he'll stretch out into his 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 elder Groot stage, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a small, confined, tight story. Kevin Bacon is, is good. Uh, the music is super good, and like we said, it's super short. So definitely going to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, don't have a roundup here, but I'm scrolling through our Discord. Bob Iger's back. I mean, we it's probably another one that we should have talk, talked about, but um, well, Chapnick is see, gone. Did you see the, the, the news on that that came out yesterday? Are you talking that, about the Apple thing? No, um... So Chapek, is it Chapek, right? Yeah. He shifted stuff around um, to hide losses from Disney Plus. Oh, really? That's why he got fired. Uh, I can see that, yeah. Um, and I mean, Bob Iger was like, yeah, we are going to have losses with Disney Plus while we are building it. And especially when they have, because I took advantage of the three-year deal when it first oh, yeah. came out where it was like $7 a month or something like that. And it's going to change. It's going to double. Um, so there's going to be changes. Bob Iger, I think the big deal is though is that he, Chepik wasn't just messing around with Disney Plus and all that. He was like legitimately shitting on the parks and the cast members Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of issues. He's not really well, a people and on person. Animation too. Animation as well. Well, he was talking about how adults don't want to watch animation, and that they <laughs> they're going to go to they're going to go to Disney Plus. They want to watch adult content. And it's like, what are you talking about? Um, I literally like okay, just, just my, my Star Warsness here. Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and Star Wars The Bad Batch are all animated and all extremely great. Yeah. Like, and. I don't know a single kid that actually like sits down and watches all of those. No. It's all adults. So it's adult that. stories too. And at the same time, yeah. I got Disney, I got Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Mickey Mouse Funhouse, uh, Little Einsteins, and all this other shit running through my house. Like not constantly because you know it's bad for him. But like you know, we got we got that streaming as well. It's not just. Oh, yeah. It's not just the adults watching it here. You know, I'm forced to lay there and watch like little Einstein's, <laughs> you know, it's like, it is what it is. It, it know your audience and then take advantage. I mean, there's certain things that they, they went into Disney plus that, that kind of bit them in the butt. However, the point is that Bob Iger is a people person. He respects the right people. He's completely responsible for all of the MCU period. Yep. Uh, he was there from the beginning. He was the one in charge, uh, and it wasn't very long after he got picked up. And he got picked up in like the late '90s or like very early 2000s or what have you. So I mean, not like less than a decade before uh, MCU dropped. So I mean, he was he was in there in the thick of it, and he's also responsible for the acquisition of Star Wars, Fox. You know, like this big moves made by Iger that has turned Disney into like a juggernaut. Yeah, um, Chapek was just trying to fumble his way through what's going on. It's ironic too. I was at Disney world a few weeks ago and, uh, he was there and my brother-in-law was helping set up one of the shows cause he's like an AV guy. And, um, they bring in cast member, you know, like they brought in goofy and Donald and like, they do whatever they do on the show and stuff like that. But like Chepik came in and was talking to whatever the investors or what have you and all that. And then like dipped. So, I mean, like physically there and like, it's just ironic, you know, weeks later, this dude is gone. He's like, he's been there forever too. He's been there for quite a while in a different yeah. role, but now I think he's just like gone. Yeah. He's, um, he's gone, gone. Well, yeah. and I mean, the, they just re-upped his contract too and got a, he got a huge signing bonus yeah, he got a, he got not too long ago. Like, yeah. so, I mean, for him, like, he just got a, you know, a wad of cash and now he's dipping. Yeah. Well, he's not dipping. He got, uh, um, 
you know, canon, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, he did get like a severance though, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good news depending on how you want to look at it. I heard murmurs of the potential of Apple buying or a company big enough to buy Disney, potentially buying Disney. I mean, there's only a handful of those, uh, even less that are American, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, dark times. We got a hundred years hitting now with, with Disney. So you're getting a lot of knockoff shit coming out like Pinocchio films and the, the, the horror version of Winnie the Pooh and the horror version of Bambi coming out yeah. <laughs> um, because they're moving into public domain. And um, that's going to cause a bunch of headaches for Disney in particular. So I can see it, you know, potentially being just like, you know, if they can get it resolved, they're not going to want to deal with it. Uh, and Bob Iger being the final CEO of Disney, you know, in, in its original form mm-hmm. um, would probably be something that he wouldn't be completely turned against, you know? So uh, we'll, well see with I, that. I think it's a good thing for Disney to focus on new content. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, some of the like the live action remakes that they've done have been great, um, but definitely not all of them. They need to unload the vault. That's yeah. I mean, if if they're really gonna do that, they need to unload the vault. They need to bring yeah. out everything. Uh, maybe leave Song of the South back in there, but like you know, dude, unload everything that people have been pining for: original versions, upgraded versions, what have you. Just unload the vault. Um, you know, no need to keep tucking these things away. If you need content for your streaming platform, you know, um, yep. make it to where certain movies that people haven't been able to watch in decades get dropped for two or three month periods, you know, where uh, people would be picking up memberships to watch it and that type of thing. So, um, there, there's potential there, but, uh, moving on here, Harrison Ford is going to be de-aged for Raiders of the Lost Ark air or for, uh, the new Indiana Jones five movie. Uh, to be de-aged back to like the Raiders of the Lost Ark era. Um, so we're going to see a young Harrison Ford. going to be kind of weird on that one. I'm, I'm not sure what he's getting at with all this because he doesn't seem like the type that would play ball with this, but he might just be is, like, a, like a screw it. Is type. it <laughs> for the whole movie? No, no. I think it's going to be like a flashback. Okay. They're going to de-age him kind of like the Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man 3, I think it was. Yeah. Um, something like that. But it, to, to, to have him even play ball with something like that is crazy. And then he's going to play uh, Thunderbolt Ross. And he's going to be Red Hulk, which is crazy because he's 100, you know. So it's just, I don't know where his head's at. I'm going to have to see what his performance is with all these. But that's totally random. Yeah. Um, Black Friday was yesterday when we're recording this, but we still have Cyber Monday. So there's tons and tons of deals that I've been retweeting on our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Definitely go check that out. Links in the description. Like tons. Um, Video games, uh, TVs, uh, electronics, (laughs) lightsabers. If you want to post some stuff, we'll put that in Discord or whatever. Um, Um, Just any of the major lightsaber sellers have some type of discount there is a website that i'll probably link that just has a list of all of the Mm. the lightsaber sellers that are actually reputable that have sales going on so we'll probably just do that so we'll put some links to that um if you do have a a little gathered list of of different options that'd be pretty cool um not sure if we're going to put those in the description but we will have them in the discord if you want to go ahead and over to our discord we'll have that link in the description um but yeah, I mean, like I mentioned in the beginning with all the discounts for the autumn sale for steam. So you're sitting pretty with, with that, um, bunch of, of games that like, you know, target and, and, and Walmart and Best Buy and stuff like that to check out. 
uh, we got tons like retweeted. It was just like a week solid of retweeting deals and stuff. Um, another news here, official Nintendo Switch Sports uh, is having their free golf update, which is like, oh my God, I need to buy it now. I kind of wanted to do like speed running on the original Wii Sports, uh, but I can't find the game for less than like 50 bucks. But uh, now that they're adding golf to the new one, it's like, oh no. The, so we'll wait, there's up. a Nintendo Switch Sports? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got like soccer. I think they got tennis. Um, oh, this is not good. We, we, I, I literally just bought a Switch a little while ago um, oh, for the eSports stuff because there's, they do, uh, or we're going to be doing um, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. part of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, th- yeah, that is... No, nah, Nintendo look. Switch Sports. I mean, it's it's in that same in the same headspace as Wii Sports, obviously, but oh, uh, they're adding sports to it too. And this is the golf one, nice. which is one of the more popular ones in the original game. So, um, you know, if, if it's cheap too, it's like forty bucks. I think fifty bucks if you want to get like the leg strap to like actually have your controller on your ankle, so you can uh, play soccer and stuff like that. But uh, who plays uh, soccer? <laughs> They're going to be sticking PS5s into Honda electric cars. Um, people complaining about uh, Scarlet and Violet Pokemon. All the massive bugs, which I was able to witness firsthand. Um, yeah, sister-in-law and, and uh, I guess cousin-in-law was uh, having to suffer through that at, at th- Thanksgiving dinner. Um, yeah, like rendering issues, falling through the world issues, no, no clipping. Uh, saw a couple actual crashes. I'm sorry to say, it's just not a thing on Disney pro or Disney pro- Nintendo products. Uh, they typically just work, and that is what it is, you know. And the games yeah. are complete. There are there's no need to wait. Very few DLC. You buy the game, you get the game, it works, and you're good to go. This is. Not I mean, the can case. you imagine having that happen on a, a such a widespread level as it is now mm-hmm. on a Game Boy game? I mean, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah, that'd be there'd be no way of fixing it. Yeah, you. Uh, that's done yeah. the game is toast at that point i mean obviously there were some glitches with the like the original pokemon games you had the missing no thing which everybody used for their you know master ball rare candy whatever mm-hmm. you want to have it but um that was i mean it's, there it, was it, other it, minor things but nothing kind of seems like laziness like now you know it seems yeah. like they got a way out so they're they're letting it slip uh, on yeah. in that same note, uh, Nintendo's latest DMCA takedowns are over fan-created Steam icons, so their priorities are set at least. Um, Hulu is down to two dollars per month uh, on a Black Friday deal that might still be going on. I think it runs until the twenty-eighth. So if you want Hulu, there's some stuff on Hulu actually. And I do recommend it. James Cameron's been talking a lot of shit. This is another story of on course. here. It's like he just won't stop running his mouth now, and it's pissing me off. He's just such a geezer now. Like he's just so like like pissed off at the fact that other people are making movies that make money, and they have to try so hard. Uh, supposedly, I think it was between three hundred and fifty thousand to four hundred thousand dollar budget for uh, Avatar two, um, and he made the comment that it needs to make like two billion dollars to break break even, which doesn't even make any sense. So he's just like talking out of his ass. He's he's like being all like you know puffy chest talking about how he kicked an an executive out of his office because the guy was begging that the movie be reduced in length. Um, He's talking about back on Titanic that he had to like crack the whip when it came to, to, to Leonardo DiCaprio because you know, he didn't want to do like a reading or something like that. And he said, well, you're going to do it or you're not going to be in the movie. Like he's just bragging, you know, he's being boastful 
and it's just it's getting frustrating by this point and and i'm, I'm i don't know i don't but by, by this point like just the way he is and the way he's like acting is is actually affecting my interest in avatar at all and i already don't care about avatar so we're, we're veering into like hatred for that franchise for me it's like okay yeah. chill out just let your movie come out make a bunch of money and then i could just be like whatever it's a, it's a whatever movie but now it's like okay well the creator's a dick so uh, that's my issue with that um yeah i'm i'm not stoked for yeah, that I'm not there's a whole lot of people not stoked for avatar 2 which is interesting so uh, we'll see how that goes and you know it is it is what it is um thanksgiving happened hope you had a good one yeah, I did. Celebrating. Hell yeah, the food. What up? Yeah. Um, and then swings right back into more Black Friday deals. Insane. TVs, like I said, were crazy. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about Black Friday and just how it's not as crazy as it used to be, but uh, I think we'll skip A on. lot of people do online stuff now. Yeah. I mean, and, and we went to Target yesterday and the just crowds weren't crazy, crazy. And the lines were fast. I'm sure it was crazier earlier in the day, but there was like dozens of 55 inch and up tvs 4k tvs for like 300 dollars, 350 400 450 you know for these crazy and i don't say crazy but super good deals and you know we're not talking about the era of people like duking it out for a blu-ray player anymore you know yeah um so times are changing times are changing uh, over 90 films are leaving hbo max next week and uh, we have the Ooh. list over there and that's gonna be a big hit that, so rip yeah that's rough <laughs> yeah um and then yeah it's just uh, some some retweets of james gunn being appreciative of, of the reaction to guardians of the galaxy holiday special so uh that's pretty much it uh, anything you want to say before we go oh i just again wanted to say thank you um you know, I'm going to be on here a lot more sparse moving forward, but it, yeah, it's always a pleasure to be here. And um, I mean, this was all your idea, and I just hopped on the bandwagon. And, <laughs> um, I'm just really appreciative of this opportunity, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. I mean, we'll we'll like I said, we'll have to get you back in when the scheduling lines up, and we'll have Lucas that fills in, and if I can find another person, we'll just kind of have cycle co-hosts and just make sure that there's there's a conversation going on rather than just like one person chatting and stuff like that so um don't really want it to be like a news show i mean although we we drop news i want it to be more of like kind of like people sitting around bullshitting and stuff like that so yeah. uh, that is the point um you know and like i said we got andor season premiere and that entire season coming up um at the very least you know i'd like it to where it's like every three episodes we can we can sit down and talk about the story arcs and and all that um you know, you got Mando and you got all these, these EA games coming out for Star Wars and other, yeah. other companies well, in, um, dropping one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. In February, I think, um, we'll be getting, well, February and March, we'll be getting Mando season three. Mm -hmm. Um, then there'll be a lot of other content in Star Wars next year, but it'll all be late in the year. Um, I don't know when they're planning on dropping Andor if it'll be late next year um or if it'll be the year after but um regardless there's gonna be lots of star wars content a heck of a lot of marvel content it'll just be good stuff all around i oh, would implore totally. that you know we get you on the on the the live streams that take place later in the day on saturdays uh whenever more uh suitable you know like if you're if your esports stuff finishes like at three or four or whatever and you chill with your wife until you know she goes to bed or what have you then it still leaves a little bit at night to where you can still hop on the streams and we can play totally all that type I'm, of shit too. yeah so, i'm down for that so i mean we're, we're doing all that and also you're taking care of back-end stuff so you're on discord and 
you're on the, yep. the website and that type of thing. So, uh, you know, Garrett is still a, a very much uh, regular <laughs> contributor to the show. It's just the, the duties of lining up on every Saturday and getting these shows done is, is not as likely as it was prior. So yeah. uh, regardless, I thank you for being here, my friend. And uh, we do have our plug um, that we uh, we always have. And I was telling him that I just don't have access to the original verbiage that I use. So it sounds a little bit different. But the you the need to like, put it there. in a Word document or something. I mean, it's gone now. It's, I had to go and listen to one of the old shows and just try to like, because I never read it the way I wrote it, you know. So I got to like yeah. try to re-remember it, but whatever. Um, I just don't have access to that original verbiage. However, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all that good stuff at Nerd Chatter Show. Uh, you can find Nerd Chatter Podcast anywhere you can find podcasts, including Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. Uh, we do have the Discord bot set up that you helped set up that we got um, our retweets and tweets on Twitter uh, funneling into our news channel on the Discord, as well as you set up the bot for the free game finds to cycle through to our free game section on the Discord. Yeah. Uh, so that's a nice little perk if you want to come join the community and chit chat. And if you find show or not shows, but like stories and stuff. You can always share that with us and we'll consider them for the show. Uh, also, we got the Patreon where we do Patreon specific content for anybody that's interested in some extra content. Like we did some reviews and some, some other type of uh, specific discussions regarding uh, like Star Wars properties and stuff like that and certain directors. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's methods there. So yeah, man, appreciate you being here. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you guys take it easy. Late.